Excuse me, chef. Hey, how you doing? What can I get you? Oh man, I'm just starving. I need some meat, but not chicken, not tuna, none of that steak. Like I, I want something like nice and yummy. What do you got for me? Well, in the back, we got some nice bacon. You know, we got lots of mm -hmm. ham sandwiches. We got uh, Canadian female. What are you Fuck looking those for? Those Canadians. Man, you know, I heard like they got wine where like they store it in like old musty basements and stuff, and it's supposed to make the wine better, like helps with the fermentation or something. Do you think they got any of that for pork? Yeah, I think I think I know of uh, prosciutto or something like that. Thing is, it's uh, it's in the bag. It's tucked behind some bricks in the wall, and there's there's definitely some skeletons, probably a few medusas in the way. I could probably oh, find it for you. If you if you can do that, I would just really appreciate it. Well, I guess uh, for the happy customer, I'll do anything. Fucking Medusa heads. Ugh, stupid skeletons. Just one more edge. Climb over here. Through the and uh, uh, ah, 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 ah. Fucking Medusa heads. Gamer needs food badly. Let's -a go. kitchen with game connoisseur Mike King and chef Brandon Boswell and today's tasty morsel review is Castlevania this is the game <laughs> that really started it all you got the whips you got the men in leather skirts you got the holy you got water the you got the meat hidden in the wall which yep. makes no sense well you know you nailed it actually Cause that's exactly what I was wondering. Like the whole time I was playing, and I was like, "Thing is, if you're gonna hide meat in the wall to to like cure it or store it, don't make it a brick that you gotta smash to get into, cause that's just gonna get all over the food." You know what I mean? Why isn't it like you walk up to the brick and you push a button and the brick slides out of the way? I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Chef's perspective. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's like there's there's better ways to uh, to openly store meat. Yeah, definitely. Castlevania. I don't know what they were thinking. Now, Castlevania was released for the Nintendo in 1986 by Konami. It uh, it takes the form of a regular platform game, which we've seen, but decides to take it to an excruciating level. Oh boy! What makes it hard, as as the poor chef found out, was that they appear to uh, be in a sign pattern, just like uh, like waves up and down. But every time you think that you can predict the pattern, well, I didn't have too much fun with it. Uh, Brandon, you're the one that likes numbers and math. Were you able to get past the Medusas? Uh, honestly, it took me a long time and a little bit of cheating from my emulator. But with the save states, I was able to slowly make it through. And it's so tedious. It's just ridiculous. Uh, 
the FAQs are out there, and I looked at them, but I didn't spend a lot of time absorbing them, because that's not what I do. Following recipes is for chumps. <laughs> that's all I gotta say. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I fought my way through it, gripped my teeth, and got through it like a long day. And, yeah, you think uh, Yo-Yo Ma it, plays? You think Yo-Yo yeah. Ma plays by the sheet music? Frig no. Because no. he knows what he's doing. He's not about that. But, uh, no, honestly, and, uh, something struck me as I was playing it, too. This took me back to, uh, when I was trying to cook lasagnas. And it's just, like, so many layers. You gotta figure out what, like, each enemy's attack pattern. And you gotta try and, like, nail each of your, your landings. Like, every time you gotta move somewhere. There's no point on, like, I hardly walked. Every move that I was making after the second castle was a jump. You're constantly just jumping from platform to platform. <laughs> and it's just insane. By the time I got to the boss battles, I was just like power saving the entire time. Anytime I made a critical hit, it was just a save. And just, oh man. Anytime I lost health, yeah, it was you, going bad. You can't, you can't tear through enemies. Like, you, you gotta like hit them, bounce back, hit them, bounce back. They will just Yeah, there's, there's no juggernauting. I mean, I tried to speedrun it a few times. I watched a couple of speedrun videos on YouTube and uh, I saw them from a couple different angles. And even that, I just... I, granted, if I was working with um, better equipment, Good Chef never blames his equipment, but my uh, my poor hurting little tablet here, she was trying as hard as she could, and honestly, the, uh, the, enemies are the, the enemies are coming at you so fast that it shocks me to think that this used to run perfectly fine on an NES. You know what I mean? Like... Yeah, that it could render and it, that it could render and generate enemies that, that fast. fast. It's it's fucking lightning. Is what it is. It's so. It's definitely a, a staple for the generations. This game stands out to me as like a traditional kind of game in the same way that the five mother sauces are are respected among cooks. You know what I mean? In the in the and way what, that and what would and and what would those mother sauces be? Oh God, you're gonna test my knowledge. I can't believe you, Mike. Oh, this is just going to be the, the very bastardized Niagara College version, so I'm blaming them for this. But uh, I would go with white white sauce, which is definitely the fish and veg sauce. You got your cheese sauce, which contains all your dairy and all your... Um, no, I think it's just dairy stuff. You got your uh, brown sauce, which is all your beef stock, all your... Uh, Porks. I suppose that's all that's in that general region. And then you've got your egg sauce, which is literally just hollandaise. It's its own entity now, which is fantastic. I love the drama between just the history and all the, the culinary world. And then the last sauce is just tomato sauce because tomato sauce. It's the it's universal awesome. sauce for everything. You guys can't see the shit and grin on my face, but tomato sauce. <laughs> I can hear it through your teeth. <laughs> yeah, it's just, ah, tomato sauce. And then, like, I'll be totally frank. There's a lot of fancy ways to call them all out, and I'm sure we'll get a lot of hate mail, bechamel, velouté, vegetable. This is me reading them, to be perfectly clear, for the listeners. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't dare try to say these off memory because that's not that's not where my game is recipes are for chumps well what our game is is 
uh, in, from 1986 in the uh, Wikipedia, we get to see Castlevania and Vampire Killer, two different games, yeah. put out at the same time, 1986. They're both platformers, except the Vampire Killer came out for the MSX2 computer platform. They made at the same time that Nintendo made Castlevania. But let's talk about the story. The story behind Castlevania. In this game, not the Yeah, yeah the plot, yeah. Dracula. He's a bad dude. He is all about it. You got a whip? It's called the Vampire Killer? It's time to make that bitch live up to its name. <laughs> so, you charge Dracula's castle and immediately get swamped, get swarmed by never-ending enemies. Yeah, it's... It's hairy. Like, how the hell... Like, how could you secure a room? The room is never empty. Ugh, no wonder Dracula's taking over. Like, Dracula should theoretically just win simply because you're fighting all the enemies that are spawning in this room. All the other enemies that are spawning in every other room should just be pouring out, ravaging the countryside. Yeah. By the time you get to the top of this castle, Europe should just be, like, one swarming, seething mass. Wait a second. Is, uh, our, is Simon Belmont, um, responsible for, like, any and all of the tragedies in Europe related to and or, like, somewhat alluring of a monster kind of deal? Did he, like kick those doors open so hard that they couldn't close them and then everything just poured out from there well he's upstairs murdering dracula for whatever god knows reason there's just like you know innocent villagers getting like pillaged and and murgled yeah murgled. is that possible <laughs> yeah murgled that's i don't know that's, that's murdered murder murgled. Murgled. yeah that's absolutely <laughs> it's he's actually stealing your shit and He's stealing it's, your it's, shit and killing you with it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's when a crow of murder... It's Ah, oh, shucks. It's when a murder of, a crows, murder of crows robs you of all your possessions. A murgle. <laughs> <laughs> it really sounds like a, like a cute furry animal that's like oh. just standing, that's standing over a pile of bones. And you just <laughs> know that furry little bastard is not to be fucked with. <laughs> It's like a uh, like a cute little cousin of the Ewoks. A Tasmanian Tribble. Yeah, it stands on like four legs. And you're like, that's weird. Then you go to pet it and you realize its mouth is like a whirling, st- it's like a whirling sawmill inside. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, back to the... <laughs> I like that idea that like Simon forgot to close the door behind him. Yeah. So all the enemies that he's just running away and jumping from are now swarming outside, ravaging the countryside. He thinks he's doing a good job. Like, yeah, oh, I'm, I'm killing it. <laughs> doing I'm the killing job. It. And I'm by, killing and by it. it. And by it, he means the European village outside. Yeah. The population <laughs> of Europe is plummeting. <laughs> he's the precursor to the Black Plague. I was going to say, like, could the Black Plague be justified as a Simon Belmont act of vengeance or something? Like, maybe in a later game there's, like, a curse that somebody can do, you know? <laughs> well, look at all the corpses he's lead- he's letting walk outside. Of course, like, they'd be plague-infested. Maybe Dracula was actually containing all of that, like, evil in one place. 
And yeah, he couldn't destroy it, but he could at least, you know, lure it. Yeah, and that's that's his whole plan. He's up there suffering with all this like ghouls and ghosts and medusas and everything else. And then and then Simon Belmont gets his bright idea to grab his Dracula killer whip and just bust in, start solving problems. Calm down, <laughs> Simon Belmont. You got too much in your britches. I love this Dracula. Dracula's the put upon hero, just yep. just trying frantically to keep these doors closed. It's the two thousand comes in and fucks it up. Two thousand sixteen <laughs> reboot. We're doing it, Mike. We'll talk to your boy who's uh, connected Nintendo, making his game. We'll get him fired yeah. up. He's in. Dracula, Castlevania, Dracula's plight. Yeah. <laughs> Dracula's defense. Oh, we can make an app, a phone game. Ah, oh, we're rich. We'll get so many suckers to buy gems. Buying gems is where it's at. Yeah. So you go through the castle and you fight several uh, un- several monsters from the universal and the universal horror and the Hammer era of films, such yeah. as the werewolf, Frankenstein's monster, the mummy, Medusa, the Grim Reaper. Count Dracula himself, and the uh, the original cast. Uh, well, well, we'll talk about the uncredits at the time. When you first get through the first level, you think, "Okay, well, that's it's a little tough, but it's manageable." And yeah. then you beat the first boss, and you just think, "All right, I'll figure out their system. I'll get it done." I had some and false hope get, at that point. Yeah, you thought <laughs> <It's> like real <laughs> you false. When you beat the first level. You're just like, oh man, I'm wrapping this up tonight. Mm-hmm. That happened. <laughs> how how quickly did you realize you're uh, you're in trouble? I think all in all, how long did it take me? Three or four days. Huh. It took me way less time than other games. I was just about to name drop, but that's spoilers for the viewers. Oh yeah, spoilers. Other games, uh, other other games, games that coming I... down the pipeline. That I happen to be playing that aren't related to awesome adventures that Mike and I will have. Those games. <laughs> but, um. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely took me by surprise after I got to the first level, and I was like, okay, cool. I think I can deal with this. I mean, I've played a retro game or few, two in my day. This won't be the worst thing ever. And then it was just like great and carrots all day. It was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it was, a, it's definitely a grind. Yeah, that's especially that's, when you come across you come across enemies that really should be bosses. Exactly right, and I was so confused half the time whether or not I was supposed to just run away from a guy, and then all of a sudden I was trapped in a room, and I was like, I can't even try and run from this dude. Yeah, you can't run away from most enemies in this game because when you do, all you're doing is respawning the enemies you defeated to get to this point. Yeah, I found that uh, a couple times. Actually, I was thinking uh, to myself as also as I was doing the, uh, playing through this that it would be cool to make, uh, not to say that I'm any kind of game developer or whatever, but it'd be cool if uh, in the future to see a game that heavily relied on taking away a lot of the aspects of current games that we all now appreciate, you know, like save states and like going back and forth on a screen. Yeah. And having a, uh, 
enemy respawn and stuff like that. Like, because uh, I, I found myself like exploiting stuff like that, where like if I let an enemy run off the screen in a certain way, he would just derp and not come back. And I was getting away with that a few times, and like not often with this game, but I found with uh, other older games you can get away with that. And uh, yeah, stuff like that. The universe, uh, the universe just forgot him. Yeah, exactly. Like basically, they'd fall off the infinite edge of the screen. You know what I mean? And uh, if they if they brought that kind of idea back, I'm sure it would shock the shit out of current generation gamers and like really earn the respect of like older generation gamers to the point of like maybe purchasing a game even though they're all ridiculously expensive to buy a disc and then ridiculously expensive to pay to download the stuff that's already on the damn disc. I'm a little bitter. <laughs> I'm a little bitter. Yeah, the my own experience. I I played this, and thank, thank God I had save states. I was able to beat this in one night, but through several hours and... God damn those Medusa heads, and you the hunchbacks, and the bats, bastard, and the bats, and the knights, and the oh. knights with axes, and the skeletons, and the red skeletons. Those guys were manageable. I, at least I hit them and I book it. I and just love the axe. idea that they were like, "How can we put more enemies in?" Well, we already have this guy. What if we just pallet swap him and make him a little bit tougher? Let's do it. And here's a better idea. Why don't we just put 15 of them on the screen? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you stand still trying to fight one, others will show up. Yeah, oh, I love it. That was definitely um, a reoccurring battle for me in the... I guess it was probably the Dracula's Tower, because like, by the time I got any amount of like distance into the game, any amount of percentage into the game, I couldn't tell where I was. It was just always a flurry of enemies. And it was, if anything, I was getting the moderate reprieve of a cutscene of him walking from one place to another. Or the or the sheen the, the the scene shifting from like one side to the other and I was like, oh thank God for one second. I have so milliseconds. This definitely give... uh, how old are you? Twenty five. So this definitely gives you uh, a new appreciation for what people 10 years older than you had to play with. Yeah, it's funny, because thinking about replayability nowadays, it's all about like the plot and like, would you sit through this 22-minute cinematic to play more of this game again, right? But like in those days, the replayability was, can we make it so fucking hard that if you beat it once, you want to try to beat it again? Is that an option? And that's what they did, you know? And I kind of, like, it teases me. Like, I'll sink my teeth and do it again once in a while. I definitely played a couple of the other games again after I played it, like, the first time. And I was like, well, I'll play it again just because I, like, torture myself. And now that I did it, I know I can do it, you know? Yeah, you committed it to muscle memory, so now you can now you can actually... Yeah, and I... <laughs> the same challenge, but in your mind it's easier. Exactly, I want to wing out a couple of these levels while I've still got it in me before I become a retired old cook and I can't do it anymore. I want to wing a couple of these out while my bones are still brittle. Yeah, so we've talked about yeah, we've talked about Simon, we've talked about his enemies, 
and uh, we briefly talked about his with the vampire killer. Yeah. Now there's other items, other sub weapons that he uses, and these items. Uh, what do you uh, like? What did you? What what weapons did you favor, Brandon? Uh, this is probably be gonna become a reoccurring thing for me, but uh, I favored the boomerang in this episode, uh, frankly, because it came back, and once you started uh, pinging off a couple of guys, you could really quickly grab that uh, doubling and tripling tome thing, whatever that was, that other item yeah, that you, you get. you described it. Yeah, you described it pretty well, actually, the doubling and tripling tome. Yeah, so you could, you, uh, originally, after collecting so many hearts, which is also another really interesting thing that you and um, John and, and Ben covered in your coverage of the magazine version of this. Listeners, listen to the other version of this. <laughs> that's, that's my plug for Playing With Power. Playing With Power has a fantastic episode on Castlevania. It's really great how they describe all the things that are the pictures in the book. I love it. <laughs> It's my genuine endorsement. I love it. Um, yeah, no, you guys talked about the hearts, and I uh, immediately like harkened back to that episode when you guys were talking about how it's a currency system and it's not a fucking health bar. Because the whole time, I think I was playing the first level, I didn't, I did not register that at all. And by the time I got to the second place, I was like, oh, I got like thirty-two hearts, but I do not get what they're for because I keep dying. <laughs> I don't understand it. And then I got... It is so misleading. Yeah, and then I got um, the boomerangs, and they they went and they came back, and my hearts weren't changing. They were just going up, and I was like, okay, cool. And then I got the uh, holy water, and then it splashed, and I was like, neat, that makes a sweet effect. That's pretty impressive. And I noticed my hearts were getting lower, and I was like, oh, god damn, I'm on to something, Batman. <laughs> yeah, the uh, there are so many. Well, there are a few weapons in this. You get to throw a knife, axes, yep. the boomerang, and then holy water, which really must be nitroglycerin because water doesn't burst into flame when you hit the ground with it. No, that's not true. I mean, in the right conditions, I could definitely recreate that in the kitchen. <laughs> I'm not trying to show off, but I've seen it happen. A little oil, a little flambe. There we go. Yeah, and I mean, not every kitchen's not built on not holy ground, so you know <laughs> that might be part of Dracula's, use, you know, thing. Good it's, use it's, of negatives. Yeah, I try. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the weapon of choice for me was the holy water, simply because. It did the one thing I really needed these enemies to do. Slow them the fuck down. Yeah, and you mentioned that and... to me when I came crying crying for help. You said, use that holy water for the stun effect. And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. I've hated that holy yeah, water since it, the beginning. Your precious boomerang didn't save you. Well, I struggled through it. So did you, like, so when you finally made it Oh, we, we can talk about the bosses. The first boss is the bat. The second boss... Uh, who the heck was the second boss? Um, I was just wondering that myself, because I forgot about the bat. To be honest, when I got through the bat, I was like, whoa, were you a boss? Because um, that happened. And I was like, what, what happened there? I was just trapped in the room? Oh, that was a boss. That's okay. And then the next boss kicked my ass. I think the next boss was a werewolf. 
maybe. Right. And then the uh, third boss is Frankenstein's monster. Yeah. Not Frankenstein. Right. To confuse anybody. Not the Although fable you... doctor. Frankenstein Frankenstein might be in it. That, because when you fight Frankenstein's monster, you also fight a hunchback or a flea or whatever his name is. That might be Frankenstein himself. Well, the plot says uh, it's got a cast including Frankenstein's monster, Igor... A pair of, oh, money, uh, pair okay. of mummy men, mummy men, blah, a phantom bat, Queen Medusa, and the Grim Reaper. So, the Grim Reaper was so you... uh, a pain in my ass. Like after you defeat death, how Dracula? Yeah, like where does Dracula fit into this whole spectrum of ass kickery? Yeah, he commands death. Do you think he had also, death? Well, in our head cannon, in our viewer head cannon, because they all have to accept it because we said it. Um, <laughs> Dracula's the hero, so maybe it's the fact that Dracula is is containing death. And, you know, ceasing oh. him from rampaging over this village. Yeah, I like that. I like so then Dracula, you know, he's our hero. He's overpowering death. And then Simon comes in and kicks ass on everything. Yeah, and Simon Douchemont has to come in and wreck everything. How does, um... Because Simon, like us as the player, thoroughly kicks uh, Dracula's ass. Yeah, and he's got his second form and everything. We've, we've made it to that boss battle, right? have to be Dracula in his second form after you uh, throw holy water at him, and then it burns away his cape, and then he turns into a hellhound, essentially. Yeah, I, I was so confused. Um, I was and like, what why? did you use to beat him? I went with the boomerang the whole time. Wow, and it, it got you through? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I, I'm determined. I got my grip. <laughs> it's terrible, but yeah. You're going to go Paul Hogan on him. <laughs> That's a terrible you're gonna reference. Go crocodile you're gonna go crocodile Dundee on him. Yeah, I just meant terrible because I'm sad that 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 legend is gone. It makes me sad. Yeah, <laughs> I had to go with the holy. I had to go with the holy water simply because vampire, holy water, creature in darkness. It's it's just too poetic for me to pass up. Yeah, to be honest, of the vampire movies, the Hammer horror films. The, the things that, that were done to Dracula with holy water, yeah. like those movies still stand up. Have you seen the old Hammer and Universal horror films? Uh, I've seen a few of the Universals when I was a young lad up at the cottage and we had nothing to do. That was our go-to. Uh, they were like stored away in VHSs, you know. 
Um, so but, you're not a big horror fan then? Oh, no, I love me some horror. Um, recently, I say that all defensively, but I really have nothing to back that up with either. Um, recently, at the staff house that I'm living at while I cook up here in Muskoka, um, we had a little horror marathon before everybody left because it's the end of the season. And uh, I think I was like one of the last four people who cared to watch any more horror after that. And I was like, yeah, I'm pretty desensitized now anyway. So we had a nice little marathon. We watched like four of the six saws. And we watched um, the first um, first three Star Wars. Hmm. Come on. I think they'd be thrillers. Totally missed I that. I thrillers. Drop the best the bomb for you. <laughs> the horror. Oh, yeah. The, the first best, three Star Wars. That's best pre, 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 uh, best millennial joke ever. Uh, I don't even know, <laughs> like, technically what my generation is. Listeners out there, if you'd like to comment on Facebook, you can find me at Brandon Boswell on Facebook and uh, or at the Playing With Power Facebook. You can just come. Yeah, you can just comment to them. I just died there. Yeah, for you a can second. just uh, t- tell them who he is and. Yeah, um, if you guys could let me know, uh, I trust the, the the listeners more than I trust myself. If you guys and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna look this up. That's too much work. If you guys could tell me what generation I am, whether I'm like X or Y or millennial. I was born in '91, so I don't know. I, I trust the listeners. That's our listener poll this week. I guess. <laughs> what is Brandon? What is Brandon's generation? I'm 25, so I don't know what logic that, that elaborates to. And I refuse to find yeah, out well, until somebody from Facebook tells me. <laughs> there we go. It's up to you, fans. That's you it. Gotta, you got to help them out. Please teach me. Yeah. My, uh, my favorite horror films were the Hammer films from the 60s. Now, uh, are you familiar with any Hammer film or... That they exist? Uh, I knew they existed because of media class once when I was in grade 10, but I haven't actually witnessed any of them. Yeah, do yourself a favor. Watch just Dracula. It's called Dracula from 1958. It was the first Hammer horror film made. Uh, Hammer did make other films, but this was their first classical gothic horror with Christopher Lee as Dracula. Okay. And... And, I mean, to see uh, Saruman the White as a fucking vampire is just fantastic. Like, the idea of vampires being, like, sexy, entrancing powerhouses was started by him. And he did it with class. True. Well, I will definitely take a peek at that. I'm just uh, Googling Christopher White right now. Christopher Lee? Christopher Lee is what I meant to Google. Christopher White is nobody, apparently. <laughs> good, good news. <laughs> that guy. I don't hate you, but you're not famous, so if you're a listener, don't fight me. You look bigger than me, and I probably couldn't handle that. Oh! Okay, Christopher Lee is, like, the guy who's the most, uh... Was he the most interesting man in the world? No, that guy looked like Dennis Hopper. The most interesting man in the world looked like Dennis Hopper? Yeah. I don't know, man. These pictures look a lot like, especially the first one. 
Well, yeah, in his older age, yeah, but... Maybe you know, I remember him from the Dracula movies back when he was like just like tall, handsome. You know that guy? He was in World War II. He was part yeah. of like a special squad specifically for dealing with Nazis and shit. And he doesn't he doesn't brag about it because it's all still his stuff is still classified. Really, it's not even to this uh, day, disclosed yet. Fifty years, fifty years after the war. And wait, Christopher Lee was, was in Star still... Wars. Yeah, Can't am I stupid? Him. Yeah, what? Okay. Now I'm on board. Now I know who Christopher Lee is. I didn't the even... The good thing in the prequels. Yeah, I didn't even... Uh, <laughs> I didn't even um, find that in his IMDb. I told you IMDb. Saruman the White. I told you he was Saruman from Lord of the Rings. I don't know what that He's is. He's the guy that threw Gandalf all over... You never see Lord of the Rings? I've perused Lord of the Rings. I played Lord of the Rings Risk the other day, and it was amazing, and it took us ten... ten, I'm not kidding, it took us seven hours to play this fucking game. Oh my god. And my only goal by the end of of it... My my only goal by the end of it was to not be eliminated from the map. And I survived. But by survived, I mean, like, didn't get decimated. (laughs) Or kill myself. That's an option. (laughs) That's an option in this game. You can actually... Like it's not Subaku, or you know you know what I mean. It's not like so, you know. Yeah, so now you finally know who Christopher Lee is. The mm-hmm. awesomeness of Christopher Lee. Fantastic, Mister Christopher Lee. The guy who I mean, like if, if that Dracula faced these friggin' Twilight bitches, he would just yeah. stare at them until they burst into flame. <laughs> Which they don't do, so that's hilarious. He would make it happen because he's yeah. Christopher fucking Lee. I would. I would just. He's he's the real Dracula, the OG vampire. Is he is he dead? Yeah, he died recently because oh, he's like no. he was ninety three. Oh no. Oh, but I want to tell you a story about Christopher Lee. When Peter Jackson was filming the Lord of the Rings, okay, he 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 was uh, Christopher Lee saw a scene where like a guy gets stabbed. And, like, it wasn't a scene he was in. He was just, you know, watching it being filmed. And he walks up to Peter Jackson, and he goes, that's not the sound a man makes when he's stabbed in the back. <laughs> and then Peter and then Peter Jackson said, oh, I'm, uh, how, no disrespect, Mr. Lee, but how, how do you know what that sounds like? And he goes, let's just say I did things in the war. <laughs> that is so badass. Oh, my God. It's too bad that they didn't like get a cut of the sound from Christopher Lee and, and like nobody talked about it afterwards. <laughs> like he just like puts down a, an old tape on the table and and like tells tells Jackson to do whatever he wants with it, but like he doesn't want to see the tape anymore. He's tired of the memories. Just walks into the room, hands <laughs> in his pockets. The only reason he was he in the room to... was to like dispose of the tape, but like it turns out that that you know. He happened to have a solution to the problem because he's the greatest man in the world. He he can't he can't yeah Jackson can't destroy the tape because it's just so, so authentic and historical and amazing, but he can't listen to it because you know he wants to sleep. <laughs> I propose that Jackson has tried to destroy it um, initially with pressure. But it wouldn't break. Like he dropped it, smashed it, hit it with his car, wouldn't go, and he was like, "That's fishy," and then put it into like a safe, 
and like now refuses to acknowledge its existence. He tried setting it on fire, but the smoke only made the face of a skull. <laughs> the smoke just came around him, and he was confused. And when he woke up, the <laughs> tape was fine. Yeah. <laughs> he was just sitting by the edge of his bed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he woke up in his bed. <laughs> totally, like, the next day in his bed, and he couldn't remember what happened for the rest of that day. <laughs> and the tape was on his nightstand. <laughs> on his nightstand. It was watching him sleep. Yeah. It's it's not even like lying on his nightstand. It's like upright on his nightstand, like a <laughs> like a weird pack of cigarettes. Yeah, so like, so like yeah, little so eye like holes. The, uh, the slots in the reel are just staring at <coughs> my eyes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that is perfect. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. So also, we Dracula... can assume that the force had something to do with it. Oh yeah. So this Dracula's got nothing on on the real Count Dracula, Christopher Lee. But when you face him, uh, you well, you go into his castle, you go into his keep, and you just think, where the hell is he? We just got yeah. an empty throne room. There's nothing going here. On here. What the hell? And then the eyes appear in the darkness. Yeah. Through the darkness they come. Then the face is unveiled in, I guess it's moonlight, because otherwise he's just like revealing, by the way, I was invisible. Yeah. And I could have killed and, you. And I can go back to Invisible, but I won't for this entire fight. Well, I guess yeah. he teleports, but... Yeah, and then after you finally burn him enough with holy water or smash his face in with a boomerang, whatever yeah. your style is, yeah. he just throws aside the cape and reveals, I'm a fucking hellhound, bitch. Blah. Which also, what what is that? I don't understand plot-wise what the purpose of this is when he goes from being... Badass Dracula throwing fireballs to even more badass Hellhound. Like, he's, is he a werewolf? What is the deal? Well, va- well, we all know vampires are shapeshifters. Do we all know that? I didn't know that. Well, I thought you, vampires well, could change you, into bats. Well, if you want... Yeah. Well, in, uh, there was other ones. Shit, the Jack Palance. Was it Jack Palance? Uh, he played... Yeah, Jack Palance played Dracula in a movie, I think it was called Dracula 72. And this movie, for a non-Christopher Lee Dracula, this guy pretty fucking nailed it. Because he's about to kill this woman, or this guy, and then this other guy comes in and he just like throws a crucifix in his face. And he's like, sacrilege! And he just runs out a window. But as he jumps through the window, like he jumps into the window... As a man, but comes out of the glass as a wolf. And yeah. it shows it. Like, he jumps, like it shows him jumping towards the glass and coming out as a wolf. And taking off in the forest. And that movie was friggin' cool. That scene was cool. I feel and like... the way he died in that movie was pretty boss. I feel like I've heard a lot of uh, things about that scene before. Like, good things. About how that was some of the best transformation at that time or something like that. Well, it was just like two. It was just like a scene of a wolf jumping. It's just a cutscene, right? Su- yeah, superimposed with a, a stuntman jumping through a plate glass. But the way it was done didn't take you out of the story, and that's when a special effect is done right. Yeah, I agree. When you look at it and you just don't think, "Fucking computers." Yeah, <laughs> like anything, anything from Lord of the Rings, where like Legolas jumps off a dragon and just like lands on the ground instead of like. 
oh fuck, all my weight is pushing against me and I've jumped from 40 feet yeah. off a moving target. It's like, if you're being thrown from something, you will not land and stand. You will like you're gonna eat fall, shit. trip. You'll fall, trip, you'll buckle, you'll, your knees will bend. You'll, you'll like traipse about, you'll traipse around for a bit trying to uh, disperse all the and inertia. That's if you're okay. That's if you landed with like a 98% if you, success yeah. rate. And, and you don't, you know, smash your face on the ground because you were like tipping too forward and your legs just don't bend forward enough. Yeah, if you happen to be some kind of, uh, I don't know, say Prince of Persia or some, sort of a creed assassin, you know, if you happen to be along those lines. Or Apollo. Some sort of Apollo, which is a reference that I don't get. <laughs> Apollo Creed? No. Was, yeah. Rocky? Yeah. Okay. You ruined it, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so what's uh, what's really rewarding in after you finally lay Hellhound Dracula to rest is you get some delightful, you get delightful oh cutscenes of the castle... Falling apart, dissolving, because, you know, Dracula is a load-bearing boss. Yeah, absolutely. He was holding that whole place up with sheer willpower. Yep. And so then we get to see delightful... We, we, yeah, we get to see delightful credits yep. of neat little parodies like Christopher B. as Count Dracula. Uh, cr- created That's awesome. by Vlad Stoker. I didn't even notice those. Or Vram Stoker. Yeah, all the. Yeah, because the entire staff role was parody names after famous people associated with horror, like like Lon Chaney, oh. was I think mentioned as the flea. Or the werewolf, because awesome. you know Lon Chaney played the Wolfman in the Universal horror films. So, it's a it's a delightful homage to the Universal and Hammer era films, not only with the use of the monsters, but with the parodies. Yeah, they're definitely were, like, you know, um, as far as like monsters, this, but uh, back to what I said about it being a, setting a standard that hasn't been really met recently. This has got Easter eggs in it, and it's one of the first games off the block. Like, that's just wholly on its own. This game deserves all the respect that it gets. Oh yeah, it's it's like many yeah, of these games in the series to, uh, appear on lists of best not games ever. But you know, point out in the sense that like uh, just the number of awards which I can't find offhand at the moment that they have for the whole title franchise is is immense. They they literally rival uh, Super Mario and Zelda. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yes. Yeah, it's, it's Konami's Mario series, basically. And uh, let's talk substitutions. Yeah. There are other games that deliver these platforming experiences, but uh, do they do they hold up, Brandon? What games have you played that deliver experience like Castlevania? Like either the well, frankly, enemies, uh, the, nothing uh, quite settings, stands up to the, the standard of Castlevania. Web, if anything. There's a lot of games that have attempted singular features of of what this game has to offer, and you know, at times 
it's worth it. And other times it's not. I think specifically of, uh, it's funny that I just said Prince of Persia, but I'm going to go right back there to the idea of, like, I remember playing Prince of Persia 1, and they just try to, like, hold you down with enemies in the, uh, the first, well, I don't know, I'd say probably, like, the first th two, three quarters of the game. It's just flat-out enemies all the time, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. And, and then the last last uh, third is all the wall running and everything else that you've been working up to, so that worked out nice. But obviously that's like a different vein. Yeah. Um, but as far as that's concerned, yeah. And as far as the... Um, the... I don't know. The currency system, that just threw me into a whole other realm of like... Um, reminded me of, uh, say, Super Mario Sunshine, where you got your little water pack on your back and you got to collect all your little doodles, and that was pretty, uh, uh, like, once I figured it out, like I said, I was like, okay, now I know what's going on, and that was a lot easier, but at the beginning, it was, you know, because it was right off the hop. Yeah, it's not as misleading, though, because it's not like, oh, you collect mushrooms, but now these mushrooms aren't going to replenish your health. Or yeah, anything. Exactly. They're just going to like give you, you know, mushroom power in your backpack or something. It's like it's like we're we're used to playing Legend of Zelda, which actually came out a year later, I guess. <laughs> so wait, when did Link come out? Yeah, forget. But anyway, like you're used to hearts, yeah. meaning health, not like. By and the, the whole way, these idea are the, uh, the fuel uh, for like your sub disposable weapons so, almost. It's a little missing. Like, I don't know, they weren't too generous with them, but it seemed like uh, you never didn't have a sub-weapon. You know what I mean? So I guess that's a, it's a good thing to, to think of, uh, like, culinary-wise, when you think of, like... Uh... Yeah, I said a lasagna earlier, and I'm thinking, like, a lasagna well, in the sense of, like, you got all the layers, and then when you got your sub-weapons in there, that's, like, chunks of meat or chunks of vegetables or something, but... As soon as I said the uh, the weapons thing, I was also thinking of uh, when you make. Here's a personal question: When you or your mom make stuffing at home, do you ever put uh, fruit in it, like raisins or cranberries or anything like that? Apple slices. Yeah, I I'm a fan, personal fan of the bready no, stuff. No, we just go for like that bready else, stuff. My grandma really likes to put raisins in, and there's I don't know, man. There's a perfect amount of raisins. Sometimes she goes overboard, but yeah, there's okay. like just the right around. Like I've had, I've had lots of different stuffings. You get the stove top, you get like the stuff that you get right out of the birds. You can you can do it yourself and make it all fancy, whatever. But there's been times where I'm sitting there eating it, thinking like this is the best stuffing I've ever made. And then, but it could have two raisins in it right now, and that would be the best amount of raisins. I don't know, but yeah, so like. To its credit, it definitely, you know, you're never without a sub-weapon. Even when you go into the boss battle, and that's something I was going to say, too, is, I don't know, I've been I've been jaded, I guess, by the, by the games that I was raised on, in the sense of, like, I feel like I'm always trying to be tricked. So, when I walked up to the, to the Dracula fight, and the last power-up right before the door is, is, uh, holy water, I thought, no way, man, I've got this boomerang, I've got, like, a, times three tome i'm not giving it up this is a trick you know they're trying to give me like the weakest weapon to deal with dracula right before i go in so that way i i'm gonna have to like fight my way through this but nah i'll just bring <laughs> my boomerang and i'll jump at the right time and everything will be good and you know 
Yeah, I went straight for it. But uh, crocodile Dundee as it that turned shit. out, I, I took the hard road. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as for me, substitutions, there are... Well, the question is, <laughs> to me, yeah, what I want to substitute you know, a, that's an experience hard time that's drawing frustrating parallel. at times. And... Yeah, it's really hard to find a game that like delivers this amount of frustration, but still feels still kind of cool and engaging and rewarding. Yeah. And nothing really springs to mind that isn't another Castlevania game. Because that seems to be like the only way to improve. Yeah, one thing I'm interested in, in is just uh, making investigating. I should have uh, taken the time when I had it, but I didn't. Um, is uh, Ninja Gaiden series all the guidance because they look to be from what I've seen, you know, not too dissimilar with a little more emphasis on the platforming. Oh, it's definitely, yeah. Yeah. Well, essentially you're playing Batman. Like you've got like, you got your martial arts training, a couple of weapons, you can climb walls. So I think that, uh, well, before we wrap up this issue, we're, really? Uh, I would I watch the hell out of that. that. Uh, did you know that they were trying to make a Castlevania movie? Huh. Yep, and it started off in 2005. And Crystal Sky Pictures acquired the rights to the video game series to make it a motion picture, and they attached Paul W.S. Anderson hmm. to write and direct the adaptation starting in 2006. And... Uh, I'm not going to read the rest of it, but apparently in 2007, Rogue Pictures, which apparently got a hold of it, they halted active development of Castlevania due to the writer's strike. And despite the shelving, uh, a guy named White, who, I guess we shouldn't have, oh yes, Anderson conceded directing, directing duties to hmm. Sylvan White so that he could take on Project Death Race. And White, who played the Castlevania games in the 90s, was attracted to the prospect of making a vampire film. And so, this guy seemed like he was pretty happy with it. And he remains committed to directing the film. And in 2009, the Castlevania film was reported as officially cancelled. But in 2002, horror website Bloody Disgusting broke the news that Saw creator James Wan had been signed to pen a new draft as well as direct. And a few months later, it was reported Paul Anderson is still circling the project. So in 2012, while promoting Resident Evil Retribution, Paul S. Anderson well, stated he would like to make so it. So we could have had a Castlevania, but instead we got a death race. I'm kind of okay with that. Yeah. To be honest. Did... I really like death race. Okay. <laughs> Good old Jason so Statham that, kicking uh, ass. That can... Uh, was that I have the no one idea. that had Dexter? It's in the it? one where they're like in a prison that's also a NASCAR track, and they have yeah, and the guy running the whole thing is no uh, that yeah, the guy that huh, played Dexter, Michael C. I didn't Hall. notice. Well, it's got Jason Statham, some nice piece of booty. Yeah, that's the one I'm thinking. The whole about. plot is that he's got to like you... race to get out of prison, but they kill his 
character in prison, and he becomes like this masked character that all the other racers fear or whatever. It's really weird. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting, actually, because uh, it's funny how many parallels you can draw between that movie and video games that are similar with racing and destruction. Because after that game, after that movie came out, that was when the whole um, extreme sports Moto X kind of took off with the um, Moto Storm, where you're racing basically monster trucks, ATVs, bikes, and you and on, on these like uh, absurd tracks, and you're just trying to smash each other the whole time. And like that whole thing kind of took off right after that movie came out, and they used a lot of like real world-ish movie parallels to video games. Like you know when you see a movie that's like trying to make a video game joke or a classic stoner joke. God, I saw a stoner joke today that made me so mad. In Community of all places, I was <laughs> upset and offended. But yeah, like the, the classic video game jokes where they're just like you know a coin or a ring or you know, uh, something in the castle. Oh, well, before we go, tell us the stoner joke that pissed you off. Oh, um, okay. So in, in the, in the show community, which our listeners are obviously very familiar with, and if not find that, watch it, do it. I don't care if you do it illegally. I'm not your mom. I, I have faith in the awesome. Yeah, me too. Me too. And, uh, it's the episode where our viewers, our listeners, our, our Patreons, our, our soulmates. Our brain soulmates. Um, anyway, it's the episode in Community where um, they go to Abed and Troy's for the apartment um, get-together or whatever. And Jeff rolls the dice to see who goes to get the pizza. And every 10 minutes, um, they reset the story so that like they can see what... Yeah, the multiple timelines, right? So every like 10 minutes, fucking Britta, the ruiner of everything goes to the bathroom to smoke a joint because she got mad at Jeff for, like, shutting her down once, which means that she's just using that weed as an out because she's a stupid person. And she goes to the bathroom, smokes her weed, and, then, like, in multiple occasions she gets caught because she's an idiot and isn't upfront with her friends about her, you know, enjoyable habits. And then secondly, when she walks out and she smells the pizza or whatever the fuck, she just makes an entire fool of herself and, like, jumps around like a monkey after, like, pretending to be all high class and shit. And I was like, I'm literally offended. I've watched this like six times now where she just acts like a monkey in the living room and like goes for the pizza. And this is really irritating. But that's my rant. Yeah, you can be, you can, you can be a stoner that enjoys pizza. But, show some know, class, show man. Some hang, out in a, hang out in a sewer, you know? <laughs> oh, that sounds like an allusion to uh, another uh, episode coming up. Very good. A little uh, foreshadowing. Yeah, very astute. So, well, we might as well just drop the foreshadowing. Next week, <laughs> next time on the taste test, we dine on turtle soup. That's right. But until then, the kitchen is closed. That was a little weak. Like, okay, like you're you see the Medusa head coming, and you're trying to anticipate its pattern, but you fuck up because it doesn't have a pattern. Well, uh, it does. It's a sign pattern.
Not la di da. It does. I mean, it's a sign okay, I'll pattern. Just, I'll just try to chop up those two things. But yeah, but it's an unpredictable sign pattern. Like it, it shortens. Well, I don't think it changes. I think it's a. I think it's a really regular sign. Well, then you had better luck than I did. Uh, 